Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, October 11th edition, broadcasting live from the chill zone. As you see, I have my mood lighting going once again. I am joined by Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. Jeff, how are you? NPR presents All Wrestling Considered here on Fightful Online. The smooth, dulcet tones of Sean Ross Sapp will guide you through this week's SmackDown. Perhaps no mercy. Perhaps some UFC talk. <laughs> this week's show brought to you by Onnit. If you want to get real swole, go to Onnit. Visit our podcast page at fightful.com slash podcast. Open up any of those podcast pages. Click that link and you will get ripped immediately. I'm pretty sure that might be illegal for me to say. <laughs> it's certainly false advertising. But the supplements are the shit, my friends. Also, TrigTent.com. Do you think this year's election is ridiculous as everybody else thinks it is? Visit TrigTent.com for some of the best coverage. Also, DraftBeast.com. If you weren't disappointed enough with your life after Monday Night Raw, you can lose all of your money to me at DraftBeast.com. The leader, soon-to-be leader, in daily fantasy sports where you can bet on whoever gets the most penalties. What gear are you repping there, Sean? What gear? Yeah, what you Nike. wearing there? No, no, no. But I mean, Not... What's the team? Oh, Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, Don't okay. be ridiculous. I, well, I wasn't sure. I didn't know if you were a UK guy or not. Oh, of course. How dare you Ugh. even speculate? So you're a front runner. Okay, I get it. I'm a front runner. <laughs> I, live, I, live 45, I live 45 minutes from Rupp Arena. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So, mm. we had SmackDown tonight. We did. Thought it was a, you know, not a bad show at all. What did you I th- think? I th- you know what? It wasn't bad, but man, that main event did nothing for me. It, it, it's, it's a lot like uh, No Mercy was a little bit for me. I really enjoyed No Mercy, but I just thought the placement of the Orton Bray Wyatt match as the last match to go on was incorrect. I think it was probably incorrect to put it here, but they seem to be all in on this program for some reason. And I, I, I don't get it, but everything else I, I more or less enjoyed. I, I gotta be honest. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be, <laughs> if I should be happy about that James Ellsworth segment or not, because I have so many conflicting emotions about it. Everything, I love unrepentant stupidity, but everything old school in me says this should not be the championship type of angle that they run. So I, I'll let you talk me through it. 
Yeah, we'll talk about all that. No John Cena tonight, correct? Did I miss something? No John Cena unless you count that pistachios commercial. He did the voice of the elephant. Yes, he did. Also, no Kurt Hawkins unless I missed something. Oh, yes. We were, we were told he'd be having a match tonight. And uh, Cousin Kurt. Not This there. has to be a rib on Dixie Carter's, like, announcements at this point. Like, the announcement's never going to come, guys. The, the debut's never going to come. The big moment's never going to come. Which, you know, I'm not complaining. I just, cool. I just think it's a continuation of the Eva Marie story that they never really cashed in on. They're, they're just going to cool. do this again. I, 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 don't I like know. that one. I half expected AJ Styles to bring him out, and then we'd have that that, that rematch of the glorious PW, only PWG match that PWG fans hated. <laughs> AJ Styles versus Kurt Hawkins. <coughs> or Brian Myers at the time. Yeah. We started with a recap of No Mercy. Dolph Ziggler comes out and puts over himself for winning the Intercontinental title at No Mercy. The Miz comes out and says that he is the reason that that title is prestigious again. And I got to say, he ain't lying. I got to tell you, that was probably Miz's best one-on-one match ever in the company yeah. on Sunday. He was fantastic here as well. The, the whole morning bit, mourning the loss of the – I, I was hoping he was mourning his title reign, but mourning the title was even a better thing, I thought. He has really upped his promo game here. That promo was pretty darn good, to be honest with you. And and I guess Rolling Stone came out with that article today as to whether or not he should be world champ or not. I'm hoping that this this new revamped Miz continues and continues to build where he can be a main event player for a world title again because he takes whatever scripts they give him and makes – magic out of him this promo tonight he was great here again people thought that he peaked five years ago and that he would never it it did look for a while like he could never recover Uh uh-huh but he did oh that's not easy to do with the way that wwe has booked him no and and they 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 gave him so much junk to deal with and it's kind of like one of those things where he just kept persevering and persevering and persevering until he finally got something he could latch onto. and i think maurice going on the road with him really helped his attitude towards everything and really helped him be more comfortable. And I think that, I think that helps. I mean, sometimes it doesn't, but in this case, I think it did. Oh, hell yeah. Being able to have her on the road with him. I'm sure that helps out in in every facet of life. Mm -hmm. I I don't know how it could be. I I just, yeah, I think, I think that's the, the, it was the right move for everybody involved. Maurice, Miz, uh, the WWE and whoever the hell the Miz is working with too, because they get all, they get the, the benefits of, of Maurice being involved in their program too. Let me ask you something. Do you think that giving Ziggler the win was the right move? Or do you think, I mean, cause when I was watching no mercy, I thought all the mystery was in Dolph Ziggler losing and how they were going to handle that. I'll have to. I'll wait and reserve my judgment on that. But they did a good job planting it that, that Ziggler was going to go. Yeah, they they planted some stories last week. They planted that they were going to be making him an agent and all that stuff. That was straight WWE planting. Mm-hmm. Like they they went the extra mile for this one. No, and the, yeah. and the match was 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 great as well on Sunday. Both Ziggler and Ziggler's promo here wasn't too bad. I don't think I, I kind of dug it. Yeah, he was great. The Spirit Squad came out. Kenny Dykstra is in ridiculous frigging shape. <laughs> you would think that he works as a personal trainer and played college football as a tight end for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Which he has. Now, here's the interesting thing. Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler super kicks Kenny Dykstra and Morrow screams, he killed, oh my God, he killed Kenny. Yes, I, 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 I I laughed at that too. There were so, and it was great. You know what? I liked the whole slip up. I mean, both JBL and Morrow were having some issues early on commentary, mixing up names yes. and things. But but I found them quite endearing tonight. Morrow and JBL. David Otunga was terrible tonight, all night. Oh yeah, all night long. But but JBL had a great performance throughout this show, and 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 the the, the killed Kenny line popped me as well. It did. The Miz attacks after. And then of 
of everyone who comes out to save Dolph Ziggler, it's Heath Slater and Rhino. Now, here's what I would like. Uh-huh. If <laughs> I would love Heath Slater to be on Talking Smack. One of the things I love the most about Heath Slater's character is how honest he is. Like, he'll be like, like when they talked about how he stepped toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar, he's like, no, I'm lucky to be alive right now. If they ask why Heath Slater and Rhino saved them, I hope that Heath Slater's like, well, because the Spirit Squad sucks. That's who we want to face next. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, but I I like this call. I like having, you know, the Spirit Squad's not going to be sticking around. They're a tag team. It, It beats going back to Rhino and Slater versus the Usos and another, you know, five different variations of those matches leading up to the next pay-per-view. I, I like that they brought in a team that's not going to be there for that long, and they're going to match them up against the tag team champs and give them a win before they take the belts away. I think that's a great idea. I think it's an awesome idea that they do stuff like this. Yeah. They, they did it over the past year they've been doing it. Like, they, they brought in the ECW guys for a cup of coffee. Uh, they bring in the Spirit Squad. Somebody who is relevant to the program – that can get somebody else over they and you know what it helps out the spirit squad too because now they're gonna they're probably gonna get bookings off of this shit uh and instead it, of a gender mahal who was yeah. hired and is doing jack shit right now yeah and it, and it helps give that win against the usos a lot of credibility for the tag champs i think to not go back to the well and just continue doing that angle over and over again if this smackdown happened Six months ago, do you think James Ellsworth is booked for Bola? No. I still don't. And I just, no. <laughs> How about this one? <laughs> Next year, King of Trios. Yes. James Ellsworth, Colin Delaney. Zach Gowan. Ah, he's not jobberish enough. Okay. Maybe Horowitz. I bet Horowitz, Horowitz would, would do it. Lombardi, Horowitz Lombardi might do it. it. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. No, I'll I'll take that. I mean, yeah. Who knows what Lombardi would do? Scenic City Invitational, sure. Put Ellsworth in there. Why not? That'd be great. <laughs> I'm I, I'm all on board with that. Yeah, give give Slater and Rhino the win here over over those two. But Kenny Dykstra, man, that dude showed up in shape. He didn't look too bad in the ring. He, you know, he he had some rust. There, there's a bit of rust amongst uh, both those guys, but hopefully, oh, it'll, yeah. hopefully it'll leave quick. Because I mean, they're both trying hard. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault them for for not trying because they are, and they're trying to do double team spots, and and it's it's it, it looks rusty, but I, I hopefully it'll disappear with with a little bit of work over the next couple weeks. I'd love it if they they sign Kenny Dykstra and put him in NXT. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that. No. And they need, and they need, and they need more guys down there who who know something about the main roster. To be honest with you, Carmella versus Naomi. We see Carmella attacking Nikki Bella backstage again. I love this. I love it. No matter what, <laughs> I hope ten years down the line, like there's an episode of Total Bellas and Carmella just shows up and beats the shit out of her. I just love the absolute farcical nature of the Nikki promo there where she goes, you know, since the No Mercy win, my life's been pretty good. I go, oh, really? All two days of it? It's been yeah. going really well for you there, Nikki? Good job. But yeah, oh, no, man. I like I like the Carmella attack here. I I, uh, I, I I don't know about Naomi and these wins. I don't. I agree. Unless they have a plan for it. Well, she's facing... Alexa Bliss later, which we'll talk about now. Alexa Bliss has the best facial expressions of yes. anybody in professional wrestling since William Regal. She has, she has a rubber face, and she, she can just, just smile and frown with, with the best of them. She's, she's pretty darn great. It was fantastic. It was great. She was awesome in that very brief segment with with Daniel Bryan and this oh, Carmella and Naomi match. She was also great, if you, if you didn't see it, the uh, SmackDown pre-show she had an interview with Lita where, where the two of them were talking. She was kind of doing kind of the same facial expressions and, and whatnot there. She was great in that too. So we had Naomi and Carmella. This was not great. No. By any stretch of the imagination. And you wouldn't expect the match between these two to be great. Yeah, but Naomi and, and Alexa wasn't that great either on Sunday. So, no. I, I, you know, what? what's the common denominator there? I mean, not that Carmella is, you know. I, I don't know. I don't know that Alexa. She's not Aja Kong or anything. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 
this uh, this next level of women need the rehearsal that the NXT women got. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So <laughs> Chad Gable against one of the Usos who looked like a guy that they just picked up from the Bay Area and didn't change his clothes. Their their wardrobe bags must be huge because they have different outfits every night. It's kind of listen. I don't want to hear about their huge bags. I'm loving it. I'm I'm loving I'm loving the Usos fashion game, Sean Ross Sapp. I think it's great. So I think Chad Gable and Jason Jordan together they lost like three matches over the last two or three weeks. Yes, they're losing a lot. Yes. What do you make of it? You know they and they're not cutting promos. They're becoming guys. And they're eventually going to get built back up after the Usos win the tag titles, I think. that They're going to lose this program, and the Usos are going to go on and win the tag belts, I assume. But they can't beat them too badly here, and that's why they're doing the little cheat things. But still, it's, it's kind of that lame kind of cheating where, where, you, where you have to really suspend disbelief that you know a guy's foot on his brother's butt is going to give him enough leverage to get a pin. Yeah. Type of type that was of thing. The wackest <laughs> shit. You know, like I, I, an eye poke is going to cause a guy to become so discombobulated that he gets pinned for a three these days. Oh, it could. It absolutely. Uh, an eye poke legitimately could. It could, but the WWE never did that until you know really recently, doing it hardcore. You know, like they did with the Baron Corbin Jack Swagger program. So it, it's it's kind of nickel and diming to make you expect. Well, that's not really a, a real win. I. I I don't know, man. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for guys like Jordan and Gable who don't have the natural gift of gab. They have a weird, endearing charisma and a kind of a goofy charisma when they were doing the ready, willing, and Gable type of thing. But they don't have necessarily the baby face fire charisma to build themselves back up. So it's going to be a it's going to be hard to 50-50 book them here and make them seem still seem special, don't you think? Yeah, I, I don't think that, the, that American Alpha should be a 50-50 team. I think yeah. they should be the Steiner brothers. That's yeah, what they, they should be. When they were drafted, you, you, you thought they were special, and now they've kind of lost that luster. Absolutely. Um, regarding eye pokes, I think that's one of the things. Like, If they use the eye pokes to set up a, a, a pin, I'm cool with that. MMA has changed my perspective okay on the eye poke uh namely let's see where is it this oh yeah jeff hawkins no 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 no. i i don't i'm not dismissing eye pokes at all especially because there are guys who need to stop eye poking john jones looking at you (laughs) um but he's gonna have points taken away if he does it now yeah well i mean if he if he gets caught I mean, we had a guy kick a dude right in the junk and <laughs> get caught during the main event this weekend. So it was it was close. It was close. Mm-hmm. It was close. Known Bisping apologist Sean Rossap. I'm not a Bisping apologist. <laughs> I am not a Bisping. Absolutely not. I just think he won. I think he won the fight. Well, I do too. AJ Styles came out, recapped the triple threat match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Ambrose came out, and AJ says, sorry, you can't be here right now. I am busy tonight. I have a match. And he brings out James Ellsworth. I love it. I love it. He says he's going to face James Ellsworth in a non-title match because he didn't get his opportunity to team with AJ due to the Miz. Dean Ambrose's reaction to this was perfect. He says, you know what? I'm actually really interested I kind of want to see this. this. Yeah. I'm just going to take a seat right over here. He didn't argue. He didn't do anything. He was like, I just want to see this. And I thought and, and uh, I thought AJ's reaction to that was perfect too. Oh, no, 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 you're not. Because he knew he was going to get screwed if Dean Amber stayed there to watch. I thought that was perfectly logical right there. What happened next is what I'm I having think, I'm having issues with. And I, I think AJ has some input on this this logical stuff because I have noticed that a large amount of the shit that AJ in particular is involved in doesn't have like plot holes or mm-hmm. psychological loopholes. Like the other night when he tapped out to both Cena and Ambrose. Right. I said on the post show, I was like, 
Well, he probably, you know, he knows wrestling well enough to know that a match can't end that way when you're in a submission between with two guys. On SmackDown Fallout, that's exactly what he said. He was like, everybody knows a match can't end that way. I knew exactly what I was doing. Yeah, no, the, the only problem with that one was, was uh, Kyoto. The way he restarted it made you think that was only going to be between Ambrose and Cena. And then when yes. he came back in, and they did that on purpose, I think, to give the kind of the fake out that AJ was yeah. out of it. I get why they did it. I just, I just didn't. I think commentary should have at some point hinted that AJ was still involved in this match. But uh, as, as for SmackDown, um, yeah, I think it might be a trade-off. I get to, you, I'll do this wacky stuff that you're asking me to do, but I just want it to make sense. And, and, and yeah. you have to allow me that kind of creative control. I, I, I yeah, it, it's to very, me, to me, that's, a big, that's a big, big fact. It's, it's huge because just wackiness without any, any rhyme or reason to it. I, and that's one of the reasons why I, I can forgive this whole thing, to be honest with you, because Daniel Bryan as a authority figure, so to speak, does have a kind of impish sense of humor, as you see on Talking Smack. So I can forgive him making Dean Ambrose the special referee. Um, And it was all the more sold by JBL was fantastic. It is just absolute horror that this whole thing is going on. He he did he sold it very well. Let me ask you. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Kyoto. Who do you think is the worst full time referee in WWE history? In WWE history, we'll, we'll say WWE, WCW, TNA. Oh my goodness! Oh, that jeez, please. Okay, because we'll that's, that's a vast since, history since 1990. We'll say since then. Probably that one guy who was doing all the divas matches that they ended up firing. <laughs> the uh, I, the I African American gentleman. I think Nick, Nick Patrick was worse. Nick Patrick was supposed to be bad though. That I mean, in terms of that NWO run and, and things like that, he oh, no, had no, some no. personality. I just, I think he was he was bad before. He was bad after. Oh really? I he would. I like... survived. <laughs> look, I survived Bronco Lubich out of the AWA. So I you know anything after that. Or he did that weird count, like it's it's like WWE started to mandate that their guys go like around the world with their arms and stuff. Yeah, for, for the cadence, he had that weird thing where he would lay flat on his back and like slap like gingerly, and he would physically lift up people's shoulders off the mat. <laughs> I also think it might give me some heat, but Teddy Long, I think, bad. I think that. Um, Earl Hebner is incredibly overrated. Okay. I could, I could see that. I mean. Especially today. Holy crap. He was bad. I mean, let's put it this way. I survived the territory days where the where the where some of the referees were in their, like, 60s, and they'd have to, like, take four seconds to get down on their hands and knees, and then. Yes. You know, real the slow. worst is when somebody jumps into the count, and it should be the one count. Like. Yeah. Like they counted four times. Like how Tommy, yeah, like how Tommy Young used to do it in the old NWA. If you ever watched him, yeah, kind of. But uh, Earl Hebner in TNA has been oh so bad, so bad. He gets in the way of people. Like he's in front of the hard camera. Like yeah, Nick Patrick would always he would like make the matches about him. Yeah, it was really weird. Young Hebner wasn't isn't much better either. I haven't. None of his stuff has really stood out. To okay. Me yet. Not yet. I mean, maybe it will, but. So uh, Daniel Bryan comes out and says that not only will Ambrose be ringside, he will be the special guest referee. And there was this (laughs) comical spot where he emptied his pockets. Like there was a lot of shit in there. Tic Tacs, playing cards. I think, I think a a watch. Yeah. A pocket watch. Mm -hmm, A necklace. Um, yeah. I thought the, the playing cards were Marlboros at first. I was like, wow, there you go. But no, they, they were playing cards. Yeah. And then, and then I just love AJ just throwing them all out of the ring. I thought that was a nice little touch yes. as well. Also tonight, we didn't comment on this during the first match, but uh, I liked the move of, of a couple of the really special matches continuing to play while the commercials run. I did too. Um, if you, you know, that's a good way to keep people keep on their people couch. there. Yeah. yeah. 
please your advertiser. If I'm an advertiser, I want that. Yeah, don't watch baseball. Don't flip it to the baseball game. Keep it here because we're we're doing this show right now. Yeah, like I said, if I'm an advertiser, I'm requesting this. I know that some people will be like, well, they don't get the full screen. I don't care. You're not changing the channel during that commercial. You're not fast-forwarding through it on DVR. So this match starts, and (laughs) during the commercial, you can tell they worked. (laughs) They worked as if they didn't know that they were being seen. And Dean Ambrose is showing James Ellsworth how to do an, an, arm, uh, drag. an arm drag. That and, and not only that, that the, Ellsworth does the arm drag. Yeah, that and the old school checking the guy's pads and boots for any weapons. Yes. You know, from straight from the 80s. I absolutely loved that. They were obviously stalling for time during the commercial break doing that. And then, yes, the arm drag spot sold me on this match it was fantastic and and i wish they had replayed it with some morrow commentary <laughs> that would have been great uh aj beats the shit out of james ellsworth mm-hmm. hits him with a styles clash and ellsworth almost kills himself stop tucking, tucking your, your neck. fucking head with the styles clash don't do it you will break your neck you might die. Although AJ's compensating for that by dropping a guy basically on his knees, which yes. helps quite a bit, just in case guys like Ellsworth who don't work with AJ regularly forget. So good on AJ Styles for that. Um, I did like that he did kick out of the first uh, Dirty Deeds. Dirty Deeds. Yeah. That was great because he should. Yeah. He absolutely should. He's going to every time they face each other on pay-per-view. So why not here? Yeah. James Ellsworth got the win over AJ Styles when Ambrose hit another Dirty Deeds and put him on on top uh, of AJ. I didn't have a problem with this. Uh, I had no issue because, because there was no way Dean Ambrose was going to count the three for him. Right. Exactly. And <laughs> there was no way. No, no, no. The, the whole point of this was to James Ellsworth had to win this match one way or another. <laughs> now the question is, what do they do in the future? Is he now the number one contender or a number one contender? God, I hope so. And uh, you know what? Now Dean Ambrose has to fight Ellsworth <laughs> for the number one contender spot. That's what I want. Because by the way, James Ellsworth, I believe, is now your WWE linear champion. Oh, I friggin' hope so. I think he is. I'm waiting for Rob to give me some confirmation on that. Let me look. I'm gonna check it out right here. But I think AJ piece, was the AJ was over it at Voices of Wrestling have an ongoing list, I believe. Hmm. Uh no, it, it ends at about twelve fifteen or December uh twenty fifteen. So let's see. Oh, yeah. He is. James Ellsworth is the WWE linear champion. So the way that that works, can it be defended outside of the WWE? I don't think so. I think it has to be defended within the WWE for it to be a WWE linear championship. Also, I was going to say, if so... I might pay Ellsworth's booking fee to have him job to me on the Fightful.com podcast so I can become the linear champion. Oh, so it's going to become like the, uh, oh, was it the, 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 the DDT? The heavy metal weight championship? What's the one that Brandon Stroud has now hold, held to and Joey Ryan and everybody is just like, I think it's like the it's DDT a, or that, Open the Gate? Heavy metal weight championship, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah, no, okay, fine. You can be WWE linear champion for a day. I'll I'll go with that. I would love it. I mean, Brian Kendrick is a former interim champion. (laughs) So anything is possible. I guess he's a little bit of a better wrestler. Uh, What did you think of the idea of putting James Ellsworth over AJ Styles? I know you had some reservations. I, you know what? I eventually bought into the goofiness of it all. I just, you know, between Daniel Bryan pushing it and, you know, kind of screwing around with it and, and taking the luster. I mean, it's, it's like the Mulkies getting a big win in the 80s. I, I, I don't have too much of a problem with it because I think they're gonna pay, it's going to be a running joke, and I do think that Ellsworth is eventually going to have to lose that win on TV. 
So, you know what? I'll forgive it for right now. I, I, you know, I don't like having a main event angle or like the championship angle be a comedy angle, but it works here because everybody bought into the comedy. So it's not like self self referential or self knowing that, Oh, we know that this is weirdly fake. You know, everybody just kind of bought in and did it. So I, I don't have too much of an issue with it. I'll tell you what I had an issue with James Ellsworth fighting the calf crusher that long. Did you? He shouldn't, he shouldn't have been fighting that for 10 seconds. He should have tapped immediately. Okay. Guys on the roster who tap out quicker than that. Like he fought it for a good 10 to 15 seconds. So I don't think that he that that should have happened. Absolutely mm. not. Well, they had we to give it this, time. They had to give it time for the iPhone gag. That's the problem. Sure, but as soon as he's applying it, I should. I think Ambrose should have been trying that. I, I now, agree. Prelim guy should tap out to finishers much quicker than normal. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We get more of this shit, this <laughs> Dean or this Randy Orton. Shit. It's terrible. And now we're getting Kane in on it, who has been weirdly protected. The backstage segment was stupid where Randy Orton asked Kane to help him. Cool, whatever. The match was nothing special. It was Randy Orton and Kane versus Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. I did like the the finish where Randy Orton was struggling for a tag. The lights go out. They come back on. Luke Harper's standing there. Kane is nowhere in sight. Randy Orton gets pinned. Don't look now. Bray Wyatt has won two matches in a row. Yeah, I like that uh, they gave Luke some mic time and that he's dropped the dumb Cajun accent that he was trying to do or Southern accent. Um, I I like Luke Harper in almost anything because I think he's great and fantastic. I I have reservations about bringing Kane back into the Wyatt family again because we did that with the whole Undertaker Brothers of Destruction feud. I love the where's Kane at. He's seven foot tall. I guess under the ring because that's where most people who go disappear. Why don't you check under there first before we start like thinking that this is magic? Um, I don't know. Do do, uh, do 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 they make Kane a third member so that Orton has three guys to go through eventually? Probably. That's that's what I'm thinking. Oh, the direction God. they go. So that that would what imply that this lasts at least another two or three months because. Kane versus Randy Orton's probably a pay-per-view match. It did look like uh, Harper caught Orton with that foot at the end on the super kick because before he laid down, he checked his nose real quick to see if he was <laughs> to see if he had broken it or if he was bleeding at all. He checked it a couple other times, so uh, that'll be interesting to follow if something happened there. But uh, yeah, no, this is going to be about Randy Orton battling his way through the Wyatt family. I think Kane's going to end up being a member. Jesus Christ! Sorry to say. That was SmackDown. Not a bad show. Nope. Not a bad show at all, especially if you watch it like me, uh, 45 minutes after it starts and you <laughs> fast forward through all the commercials. 
that makes Raw about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes, or SmackDown an hour to hour and 15 minutes. Oh, I know what and we didn't boy, discuss. We didn't discuss that uh, that locker room vignette with the hype bros and the Ascension. I, I, yeah, so I thought Mojo Raleigh was good here. He is growing on me. I, I got to tell you, that that's why I brought it up. That goof, Like cancer or? Like, you know how something annoys you to the point where you start to find it funny and then you start yeah. to find it endearing? That's mojo for me right now because I hated, as I said, I think it was last week or the week before, that, that hammer time, dr- hammer fist drop was yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And then last, and then during No Mercy, that during that eight-man tag, he, he was doing bits like telling Zach to duck and things like that. And I was starting to find it endearing. And then this whole thing with Ryder where he's just kind of, obliviously talking smack in his own way the whole time. Yeah. I kind of dug it. He was talking, and then he just turns around and goes, hey, why are you guys all painted up? Just watch me dress and stuff. I was just like, yeah, he, okay, that, that's actually funny. What, what are y'all doing standing there? I was, I was putting my clothes on a minute ago. I, I thought he was really good here. Yeah, he's calling out like just the most obvious. He's, it's almost like he's being, he's meta and he knows what's going on. The whole time. It's like, oh, are y'all standing there watching me dress? That's kind of creepy. Uh, I like, I actually, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, Good stuff out of them. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I've seen a lot worse. Exactly. I, I, lived exactly through, right I lived through. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I lived through three, four months of Golden Truth backstage segments. So. <laughs> Zach Ryder by called way, out on his Funko Pop obsession. Too. I kind of dug that as I have a. By the way, guys, um, pretty soon we'll be doing a giveaway, a Phil Singer Games giveaway. Nice. Post. Post on our forums to be eligible. More details coming soon. We'll be doing that after we revamp some of the visual aspects of the site. If you ever read a wrestling magazine back in the day, you are familiar with Phil Singer Games, Champions of the Galaxy, Legends of Wrestling, things of that nature. We'll be giving away a starter pack very soon. you got to post on our forums. Post anything. We we have forums up, uh, which, like I said, will be overhauled soon. Video games. Movies, entertainment, wrestling, MMA, boxing. You can get tech help there, all kinds of stuff. Be sure to share Fightful, Facebook, Facebook groups, Reddit, Twitter, all that good stuff. It really helps us out. And, of course, visit Fightful.com. If you are just watching on YouTube, visit Fightful.com. I know that some of you are used to other wrestling websites, other MMA sites you go to. This covers it all. MMA, wrestling, boxing, you can filter whatever you want out. Soon, we are getting individual pages, like home pages for MMA and wrestling. For those of you who want to bookmark those and make your destination, we want you to make Fightful your destination. We cover everything. And what we don't do is put a bunch of crappy, tiny little articles with a couple of lines all over our site. What we do is we compile those in what we call fight size updates. That way, you don't have to click as much. Obviously, clicks help us out. But we don't want to insult the intelligence of our readers, guys. I feel like my intelligence has been insulted lately with the, with Alberto Del Rio, with Paige, with WWE. I don't know what the fuck's going on, Jeff. I'm trying to find out. I got 80 people telling me 80 different things. Not only that, the 80 different things I'm being told by 80 different people are completely different. Mm-hmm. From what WWE says, what Paige says, what Del Rio says, what one of her brothers says, what the other brother says, what her mom says, what her dad says. Then MLW will pop up and say something else. This is among the most unusual, weird situations I have ever covered in pro wrestling or MMA, ever. It's a May-December romance where... <laughs> Where the where the May part is a little cray cray. People are getting part. stabbed. People are doing painkillers. And then WDB saying no. She may have taken those painkillers she's talking about, but that's not what she failed for. But meanwhile, her brothers are like, uh, yo, so our sister's on painters. Oh. Yeah, and and the whole stabbing thing weren't <laughs> 
We're not so certain that wasn't Paige doing the stabbing. Hey, I'm not making any accusations. I'm You're not, not making any accusations. No, either. I am not. I am not. Mm-hmm. I am just saying we're not so certain because then you see a picture later where his arms aren't marked up at all the same night when he wins a title. So it's Del yeah. Rio. What Del is- Rio is saying now, after we have heard that it was a road rage incident, after we have heard that it was a homeless man that got away. Mm hmm. That now somebody disrespected Paige and he had to beat him up and got stabbed for it. I did like that Taz today, whenever Del Rio came into the the studio, said, did you get attacked by a lead pipe or anything on the way in? (laughs) Now, the Paige thing, she is claiming that her her suspension – well, not she. She says that the suspensions don't always apply based on who you are. Now, listen. I'm going to have to call an incredible amount of horse shit on that. Because a guy named Roman Reigns got popped earlier this year. Roman Reigns got popped. If there was, I'll say if there were two guys, one full-timer, if there was one full-timer that they would protect from a situation like that, it's Roman Reigns and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Yeah, but you remember before that, the guys they were popping were Hornswoggle and Ricardo Rodriguez. When they did pop somebody, Yeah, when sure. they did pop this somebody. Year, this year, they've been on their shit. Yeah. They, they popped seven times since, like, April. Before that, there were seven from 2012 until this April. So something's changed. No, Meanwhile, it doesn't end there. Ryback out and out admits that he's been on TRT throughout his entire WWE run. Color me shocked about that. Also says, listen, I use steroids, but I didn't abuse them. Well, when I say I didn't abuse them, I mean in comparison to some other guys. Yeah, and they usually, you know, Vince McMahon doesn't necessarily see anything, personally doesn't see anything wrong with using those types of drugs enhancements now it would still probably fail you on the wellness perhaps depending on if they wanted to use it to have you fail that's what i'm starting to think is that they keep these in the jacket for when they want them but look look if if you take Paige's story as true let's just say it's true for a moment that she was on another doctor who prescribed i understand the wwe's concern with not wanting people to go to pill factories to get scripts and things of that nature so they're abused but there has to be a happy medium here where they can vet doctors and have maybe an approved list of physicians here so that if a guy wants to go to his or her personal doctor, especially after the CM Punk stuff and especially after some of the stories you hear about trainers saying put ice on back injuries and things of that nature, that they feel comfortable with their own doctor, they should be able to go to that doctor to get treatment and to possibly get a prescription or two. I mean, I understand their concern, and I understand the concern about the talent. There has to be a happy medium in here. Yeah, a lot of people forget, as we've mentioned before, we mentioned a lot during the Roman Reigns situation, the WWE's wellness policy, really they don't give a shit that much about performance-enhancing drugs because you can be on TRT, and it's Mm -hmm. real easy to get on TRT. Mm Mm-hmm real easy to get on TRT. Uh, they don't want their guys' hearts exploding in hotel rooms at age 35. Right. That's they, the situation. They care about the mix of recreational drugs with it. Yes. Speaking of um, hospitalization, uh, have you heard anything new on the – I'll put you on the spot here. Have you heard anything about the Becky Lynch thing? No, I haven't. Um, I've been trying to ask about that too, and I – just people people aren't speaking. I'll give kudos to the WWE here because I thought it was a big mistake when they took the belt off way too soon off of Sasha before knowing what her injury status was. I like that they're keeping the belt on Becky and they didn't make a panic decision to say strip her of the title and give it to Alexa Bliss. I think this SmackDown women's division will be better for it, just like I thought Raw would have been better for it if they had just kept it on Sasha this entire time because then they don't have to explain the rebuilding story here. I I like this move quite a lot. I think it shows a lot of faith in Becky Lynch as a champ. It's the right move. And the only thing I was told was, let me make sure that the text is right. 
It doesn't really matter what it is. She'll be back soon. That's deflecting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people not wanting to talk about whatever the heck this is. That's all. I'll be honest. The the person that sent me that does a hell of a lot of deflecting. Okay. A whole hell of a lot. I start to wonder why they even text me back. (laughs) To be honest with you, because at some point. Oh, it got so bad with TNA last week. Oh, Jesus. Because it's like I know whenever they looked at their phone, they're like, I just know that there are some of these people are looking at their phone like, what does this motherfucker want now? <laughs> oh, I just know here, it. here comes reporter boy trying trying to get some My favorite, dirt well, I, from I'm, me. I know I'm not the only one. I'm sure their phone's full of them. Oh, yeah. All of them. My favorite <laughs> My favorite was like uh, when I asked somebody about the library rumors and they said, Jesus Christ, I don't know. They don't tell me what the hell's going on. People just make this shit up. <laughs> and Ric Flair is on his podcast speculating that Dixie Carter is the one making this shit up. Jeez. And I got to say, <laughs> Ric Flair, <laughs> the thing I love about his podcast is he does not give a shit about protecting anybody. No. He doesn't protect a single person. Uh, Not the he, WWE's booking plans. He protects, you know. Charlotte. He protects Charlotte. 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 Yeah. Okay. So everybody but her. Yeah. But sometimes he doesn't even do that because you know that she has told him stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, so they're going to do hell in a cell and this is going to happen and yada, yada. Like, he'll do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God bless Flair. But yeah, he, <laughs> he needs to. Speaking of the videotape libraries, this survey that came out, I, I love, uh, and I'm going to not necessarily trash your profession a little bit here, but God, it's so easy to take something and turn it into something it's not. The words around like the WWE was looking well, would you be interested in, say, libraries of a PWG or an ROH? That doesn't mean they're going to be getting those libraries, guys. It doesn't mean they're even looking into it because they already have working relationships with progress and evolve. And they can use those guys as their indie things on the WWE network. Should they so choose? I I, I just, I loved how that just spun so out of control, like purple monkey dishwasher, so to speak, like a bad game of telephone that, Oh yeah. WWE is going after streaming PWG. Now it's like, no, they just use that as an example. (laughs) So, Goldberg's coming back. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I, why would he come back to lose to Brock? How is he going to handle the physical toll of a Brock Lesnar match where Brock works very, very violently against a 49-year-old man who hasn't been in the ring for a long, long time? The last match wasn't very good. Oh, not very good would be giving it a little bit of credit. I'm trying to be diplomatic because I've already said things that weren't. Um, <laughs> I I think Goldberg needs to come in and get a win and then leave since this is all plugging for the video game anyways. He could beat a guy on the le- any guy under Bray Wyatt level and be fine, I think. What are you playing? <laughs> My phone just went off. Yeah. <laughs> I I would be okay with Goldberg getting a win. It I'd be okay with him beating like a Jinder Mahal or something. Yeah, just I don't want him beating anybody they have any plans for. Yeah, I mean it's it's there are guys he can beat and it's it's that feel good moment. But I you know what I don't know if Vince is going to allow that. I think he may end up getting hurt against Brock Lesnar to be honest with you. And I think it'll be you know it'll be all for naught, you know, just to bring him in. Heck, part of me thinks they're just going to have Stone Cold come down there and, and stun both those guys, much like they did at the, their last match anyways, and then it's just all going to be a wash to say, oh, my God, Stone Cold's back. He's in the video game too. I don't think that's going to happen. I know. I <laughs> One thing we didn't mention about SmackDown, Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon challenged yes. Raw to Survivor Series matchups. Three of them, the top five women against – Raw's top five women, tag teams against tag teams, and singles against singles. You know, I'd be completely cool if this were a four-match show 
And these matches went like 45, 50 minutes each and had some friggin' stakes to them. If, like, say, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon wanted to really prove their dominance and said, listen, or, or you know, you, you do a world title match. You do world title matches on the show, too, but you have t- five of the top singles contenders against five of the top singles contenders, and Daniel Bryan and uh, Shane McMahon say, you know what, if you all win this match, we will put you all in a title match, or at least maybe some sort of eliminator. Give them a reason to want to win and to work together because they will all get championship shots off of this. I think that they can make – you remember back when Survivor Series was like Evolution versus – Benoit and Maven and a bunch mm-hmm. of guys, and they got to run Raw one week each if they they won, and it was it meant something. That's what I want. I yeah, want I, I would. I, yeah, I would much rather have them almost bribe the guys on the team to having we can do something for you if you guys win, rather than the contrived red shirts versus blue shirts and brand pride, pride crap that blue they pride. do. Oh yeah. No, I, I think you know what. If if you're saying it's the five best guys, though, I think you need the world champs on the teams. I, I I don't think you do separate world title matches. I think that waters it down when you say we're going to have the five best men and the five best women, and then you don't put the champs on those teams. I, I think you should stick to that. Personally, I'd like a war games. I'm not getting a war games. I understand that. Uh, that tag team match is going to be a debacle. <laughs> it's going to be an absolute debacle because SmackDown doesn't have five teams that they can put yeah, they on there. American well, I mean, Alpha, the Usos, Heath Slater, and Rhino. Uh, who else we got? The Ascension, Hype. The Pro Ascension, the Vaudevillains. Vaudevillains, yeah, Brizongo. That's seven right there. The Spirit Squad. The Spirit Squad, sure. that's eight. Yeah, okay. We'll put them all against Anderson and Gallows. <laughs> I think the closest we will get to seeing War Games that I've been pitching this forever Funny that they actually took it out of the video game last year. I don't know why they don't do it. In the Elimination the team Chamber. team Elimination Chamber? Yeah. The structure is perfect for friggin' war games. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, had WCW thought of that 20 years ago, that's what they would have built. Yeah. Because it makes it easier. A, a pod releases, and then you get to come in, and then the shenanigans can happen along the way. It's too perfect to not do. I think it's too soon after the brand split to do brand versus brand. What do you think? I mean, I understand why they're doing it because it, it, you know, it helps the whole survivor series gimmick, but this thing's only been going since July. Are are we really that established yet as brands that we have to get back into McMahon versus McMahon? Because it took them a month to get out of that, to be honest with you. I don't want to see Stephanie and Shane cutting promos on each other. To WWE's credit, they have kept with the tradition of Survivor Series and like had at least one Survivor Series yes. match. One, I think all but maybe one year, and I think maybe they did it every year. I like it. I mean, you already have Goldberg versus Lesnar headlining. So, I mean, people are going to tune in for that. I agree. And for nothing else, these matches, I'm sure, are going to be exciting as hell. I like your idea a lot, though. I really do. I like your idea of having the teams do something for themselves. Though. They really need to hit on that over these next few weeks. But you know they're just going to do red shirt versus blue shirt crap. Yeah, I hope not. WWE does multi-man matches very well, generally. So I think that they will be very, very good matches. Looking forward to those. Jeff. I'm actually looking, go, hold on. I'm actually looking forward to that women's match. I think that one is going to be really great if everybody's back healthy. They'll try to step it up. And, you know, the thing about this is you can plant interpromotional match seeds for WrestleMania Mm -hmm. here that that continue to Royal Rumble, that that do that type of thing. So I'm cool with that. And Um, And you'll have Becky versus the other three horsewomen, which are always a good match, I think. I wouldn't mind it coming down to Becky versus the three horsewomen and her knocking a couple of them out. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of a good story. Actually, that'd be a great story. <laughs> yep. And, you know, that that's an easy way you can beat Bailey and not, like, make her look terrible either because it's against the SmackDown world champion and it's an elimination match. You can kind of do that. And it furthers the storyline that Bailey is kind of weaker than the rest of them. And Charlotte can say as much. 
Or because that's you an could, easy promo for Charlotte. Oh yeah. God, that's such an easy one. You could take the opposite tack. You could have Becky beat Charlotte and Sasha and then lose to Bailey. Yeah, Bailey becomes the the person who could beat the person that those other two couldn't win, and she beat a champion in the process. That could turn her into an automatic top tier woman's contender right there. Or you could have Carmella beat them all. Sure, I'll take that. Even her own teammates. Yes. <laughs> or even Marie yeah. comes in like WrestleMania and over delivers. Yes. They, I love that WrestleMania match. I, I thought it was too. excellent. Yeah. I was super pissy when I looked and it had like two stars or whatever. I was like, eat a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. I love your rampant cursing on this show. Then, Japan, I, and then I say Japan. one word and you say, don't cuss on my show, Hawkins. Yeah. I've cursed a lot tonight, guys. <laughs> It it's been a busy week. I'm I'm out of town Saturday, so I've been like getting a lot of content ready. So this week has been like nonstop work, 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 work. Not only that, guys on the side. I don't know if you noticed, we were missing Carlos Toro last week. He was getting ready for the Chicago Marathon. Also, we missed John Morehouse last week. Steve Mulehausen was out last week. We had a lot of guys missing last week. So, your boy. <laughs> had to do a lot of work. Yeah, but no UFC, no WWE this weekend. You can uh, relax and do what you have to do. Ooh, you know how happy I am that there's no UFC for a month. <laughs> no UFC or WWE for three weeks. I'm actually I'm kind of relieved, a little bit happy about it. Not usually because I love to work. I really, yeah. really love to work. But I got to say, the the first three months of this Fightful deal, we had – that crazy UFC one or UFC two hundred week, mm-hmm. and it didn't stop there because a couple weeks later, Brock Lesnar was popping for popping for uh, clomuterol or whatever the hell clomiphene. That's what it was, not clomuterol. I apologize. Then right after that, it was the draft. Then it was SummerSlam, and then there's there's uh, a plethora of other shit just <laughs> thrown in, and it hadn't stopped. It never stopped. UFC two hundred two, it just didn't stop. And this is the first like kind of calm we're going to get, but we have some good exclusives coming up, guys. Vince Russo will continue to beg me to not cover Raw, which I'll tell you guys, I asked him, I gave him two different offers. He rejected one, which was covering Total Bellas and Total Divas. (laughs) People laugh, but I was serious. I had people, Jeff, that were like, how dare you disrespect Vince Russo, man. Oh, no. And I was like, he watches Teen Mom OG. That's the perfect kind of show for Vince Russo to watch and and critique. Yeah, he can talk about their boobs all day if he wants. (laughs) I don't care. It's his review. And I had people that are like, how dare you disrespect Vince? And I was like, on our show, he was bitching about TJ Perkins saying independent contractors should do what they're asked by their not employer, but the person who was contracting them. I, me, and James are contracting him. He wanted out of Raw, so I mentioned Total Bellas and Total Divas. <laughs> hey, if he wants to trade, if he traded, in my opinion, now James wanted him to do another thing too, which I guess, I, I don't know if that was the deal breaker, but I would trade him doing one uninspired Raw review, Raw blog, for two perhaps semi-inspired reality show coverage. Also, we had pitched another idea to him, which he hasn't got back to me on yet, so hopefully he does. <laughs> also, Vince's son gets married this weekend, so guys, uh, make sure you, you send him well wishes. It's a swerve. The wedding's not happening. and <laughs> David Arquette Come will get now. married to the woman. <laughs> Come on <laughs> Best wishes, best wishes to Vince. I'm not going to make light of his wedding. I know I Vince has either. to spend. Oh yeah, I know Vince has to spend a, a lot of money on this. He's the wedding. father of the groom. Why isn't he making the bride pay for, or father of the bride pay for this? Because Vince, you know, he's a generous guy. The, he's a very generous the, guy. For all the disagreements we have about pro wrestling, Vince is a pretty damn yes. generous guy. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. So, so uh, James Ellsworth is on Talking Smack right now, but I'm sitting here talking to you for some reason. I'll, I'll do my plug and let you get out of here then. Uh, shake them ropes this week. Myself and Rob McCarron, who returned to a post-Raw show with Sean Ross Sapp last night. 
And then it was, gave it was one night only, but he was here. And then gave no information on eating a hat. Although Sean Rossap did say we made it. Although Sean Rossap did say at the end that he and I had to go six hours tonight, and we're not doing that. Anyways, on Shake yeah. Them Rose, we'll go over No Mercy, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and our top 100 match to see before you die from Extreme Rules 2011, Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Guys, I'm back tomorrow night with Showdown Joe talking uh, MMA, all kinds of stuff there, any breaking wrestling news. Thursday afternoon with Matt Riddle. I also film a show with Vince, I presume Thursday, because he will be gone Friday. So that might release Thursday or Friday. Either way, guys, if you want early access to those shows, go register at Fightful.com. We pull them off of YouTube for the first three or four days. I'm telling you now, so don't pop up and be like, where's it at? That's not cool. That's not cool, man. They're on Fightful.com. I've seen those in my mentions. Where's the Vince Russo show? Go subscribe, fool. It's on Fightful. Just subscribe. Also, post on our forums. They're going to be overhauled, I think, Friday. I think Friday. End of day Friday, I'm told. Uh, those will be easier to navigate. Post over there. Help us get those going. You will be uh, automatically registered to uh, enter or win a starter pack of a Phil Singer Games product, uh, which I'll give you more information on that very, very soon. Please register. Please share the page. It goes a long way. Subscribe to our YouTube down below. Also, leave us a thumbs up. That helps. If you want to watch or if you want to listen to the shows via audio, Download them at the podcast page, fightful.com slash podcast. Uh, We have iTunes coming soon. Lots of changes, lots of updates, lots of visual changes coming to fightful.com, guys. Until next time, we are out. This is all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.